How's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk, Billy and Jen. Cheers. Hey, good to see you. Can't really see you, but uh, we're here live in the studio with um, about 500 crew members <laughs> just filming our 5,000th episode of Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. And we're coming to you live on your TV screen, and um, it's just awesome to do be you, on live television right do now. Do you know what this week is? What is this week? Uh, it's a Valentine's. No. Wait, that already happened. <laughs> hey, Vic, the sound shake, you can stop laughing at me. Do <laughs> You actually don't know what this week is? This week is our anniversary. Yes. We shall have been married 22, 22 years. years. Love you, babe. It's been a good 22 years. It's been a run, huh? It's been a good one. Well, I said it was good. You said it's a run. <laughs> For me, a run is not synonymous with good. That is agony it's been, and torture. We've had <laughs> the best 22 years. It has been, yeah. All I can't the good, imagine. bad, and ugly. That's true. It's made it There's it's no made it ugly with you. but 22 years. That's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. What has a been decade, the highlight? Two decades plus two. What's been your favorite year over the last 22 years? Can Man. you just sum up one year? Let's just go with this one. Nailed it. <laughs> yep, you're welcome, fellas. That's how you answer that one. Um, what's your favorite moment with me? This moment right now, baby girl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's, that would be very hard to say. I mean, you got the year we got married. You got the year um, each one of our children were born. You have the year. This year is going to be awesome. Here's why. We are going on your 40th birthday European yes. dream trip. We're going to go to Venice, we're going to go to Rome, we're going to go to Paris, we're going to go to London. And we can even go to Florence if we want. We could want. potentially go did to you know, Florence. Did you know that if you're in Paris, you can take a speedboat, kind of whatever they're called, 30-minute boat ride to London, which we're going to do. And then you can do the same thing to Florence. We're going to do We're going to do a day in London and a day in Florence. Yep. And we have a good friend named Chelsea Taylor who has hooked us up. She travels the world over and she's hooked us up with some really awesome, like, Things to do in Paris. She even sent great me hotel Paris in. playlist. Yeah, she did. She actually just got us Chelsea. a discount on the hotel. I mean, you know, oh, Chelsea, man. we love you. And she is single, but dudes, good luck, man. Unless you are a billionaire and you have got your stuff together, don't even try. Or try. I just this need, I just need brothers to just try. We just need them to go and ask. Don't waste your time, man. If she is a hottie, and let me just tell (laughs) you, come say hi to us if you want to get to know her. She's not settling, that's for (laughs) sure. Well, today I think it's kind of it's kind of fitting that our topic for this morning um, is is kind of talking about vulnerability. Uh, You know, after twenty two years of marriage, I think we've learned to be vulnerable in each other. In fact, the other night we were watching, you wanted to watch A Star Is Born since it came out. I am just not a fan of any of it but you were about to say no like, no no come on no let's not drop name i like all people okay. and i'm not gonna diss you weren't anybody a fan now. of a certain singer maybe potentially it's not my style and but she did an unbelievable job acting can um, i just say and if lady gaga you're listening we'd love a sponsor so let's not diss her, i was Jen. so impressed yeah, you loved it. and I loved it. I came in towards the end because I, I just can't handle movies like that. I'm like, I'm not interested, whatever. But you were hooked. Well, there was one point, and, I'm gonna, and this is what I'm saying, there was one point where I'm not paying attention. You actually got mad at me. We kind of got in a fight. You're like, you're not even looking at the TV. And I didn't want to tell you. I, don't I know. didn't say it like that. But, okay. In it's your not, mind, it came. It's not an attack In your mind, it you. sounded like that. I was, the, it was so moving. It was the end where he had written a song for and he had died. And I was about to, oh, did I just, oh man, if <laughs> you, you haven't seen the, the movie, movie, hey, it's been out for a very long time. Yeah, you so should have already seen it. that's on you, people. But I was, I was trying. Which I, I didn't know he died. And I kind of knew it. The, the first scene, I was like, oh, I know how this is going to end. 
I kind of knew it. I was trying not to cry because I didn't. Because when I, if I tear up in a movie, you are literally like, oh, it's okay. It's, are you crying? And then you draw attention, and I feel so vulnerable and exposed. So I was literally, and you're like, why are you not watching? I'm like, I'm not watching because I don't want to cry like a little baby. Um, uh, and that's kind of the thought that I want to kind of go with today. Um, but wait, 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 wait. You're moving on too quickly. I just want to go back to you crying okay. in movies because oh this is a moment. The reason why it is, okay, you cry in movies more than I cry. It, I think it's the sweetest thing ever. Like you literally, it doesn't matter if That's it's a That's not romance. a compliment, Jen. Yes, I don't want to be like, the sweetest thing ever. It's like you do the manly ever. cry. You don't like, tr- you like, like it literally, it moves you to deep, like mourning and tears. And I'm okay with crying. I think men can when cry. Watched, but when you expose that and point it to the whole world no, and go it's okay it. little baby it's, angel it's like that topic we had a while back we talked about oh no we're about to release it about vulnerability men have a hard time being vulnerable and it, it, to me it's like you're just so vulnerable i just i love it as humans moving on <laughs> we sometimes pretend like everything's okay when it's really not right and that's totally. what i'm trying to get to because we don't want to be vulnerable we don't want to admit that we need help we don't want to admit if we're getting down to the brass taxes of things, I don't know what that means, but we don't want to admit that we need other people. So we kind of pretend like we're good. I'll never forget, um, we were we were visiting Australia, the one and only time we've been to Australia. Shout out to Aussies. Um, love Outback Steakhouse, which has nothing to do with Australia. It's, that's so American. <laughs> it's American. Um, and I decided to go surfing at Bondi Beach. We were out there and we were, it, it was winter. It was winter. You're supposed to put on a wetsuit. I refused to Many put on a wetsuit. Many people advise you not to go true but and to put on a wetsuit if well, you chose to go right they're like you're gonna freeze i'm like first of all that wetsuit on me a skin tight <laughs> wetsuit i don't know if you can't see me unless you're watching this on television we're airing in all nations <laughs> um i should never wear a onesie ever oh in the history of life <laughs> so I think i'm like sexy, no i have baby. too much pride I, mean, that butt, I have too much that shelf butt in that wetsuit. pride to put that wetsuit on so i went out there in a bathing hot. suit and a tank top and I'm freezing, and I got caught in a riptide. And for 45 minutes, I literally fought for my life trying to get back into shore. Now, I'm actually pretty good in the water. I'm buoyant. Um, also, I kind of grew up in the oceans, like so vacationing, so I can swim. I was a lifeguard at one point. Yes, it's true. Who cares? So You are a good swimmer. Um, but I was literally caught in a riptide. I'd never actually done Bondi Beach. And one of the things that threw me off is I'm out there at one point, and there's these helicopters circling. And I asked one of the the locals there, I'm like, hey, man, what are the helicopters for? He's like, ah, oh, it's no problem, mate. He's like, there's a great white in the area. It's not an issue. The only time it becomes an issue is if they sound the horns. And if they sound the alarm, then just get back in. Like he said it like it was no big deal. Like there was a school of goldfish. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? There's a great white prowling these waters. And we're surfing. So at that point, I'm thrown off. I'm freezing. I'm shivering. And... I remember they, um, 45 minutes, I'm caught in this riptide. I can't get in. At one point, I think, like, that's it. I'm dead. And um, everyone on the shore, you would have thought, our friends would have thought, well, Billy's good. Billy's good in the water. Come to find out they have this show called Bondi Rescue. I didn't know until afterwards. Where, like, And I was, like, minutes away from being a star on Bondi Rescue, where they come out and save the, the Americans. Riptide. Yeah. I mean, you were... And then finally, by the grace of God, I think he was an angel, some surfer. He's like, are you okay, man? And I'm like, I'm not okay, dude. Like, I've been out here. I can't feel my body i'm frozen i think i'm drowning and so he pushed me into a wave which i rode all the way to the shore um the thought of it though when i i realized like i just had a very very hard time asking for help flagging down help 
I didn't want anyone to help me. Until you almost literally drowned. I didn't want to admit that I needed help. I didn't want to admit that I needed other people, which is kind of what we want to talk about today. Um, Relationships. Not relationships like dating relationships or a husband-wife relationships, but like the relationships in our lives. And after 42 years, I've come to the realization, like, I need people. I don't like to admit that because I'd like to just be like, I could do this all on my own, right? But... Um, we need people. And I think different personalities approach relationships differently. For instance, babe, you, you're a people person. You actually get fueled by people being in the room. Like it, for us to rest, you're like, invite people over. Let's go out with people, right? True. Let's, yeah, let's party. Yeah, you want to party. You want to be with people. For totally. me, I want to be with certain people. So like people that I can like be myself with, family, Vic the sound chick, my sister, you know, like good friends, people that like I can like, you know, but it's not your go-to. You you kind of like. I don't mind those time. people around as long as I don't have to. I don't have to host them. I don't right. have to like. I don't have to make the room feel comfortable. Like it's just everyone can do what they want. Um, totally. But people that don't fit that category, for me, it's like, yeah, I, I don't mind being with you, but on my terms. Like for me to re- unwind, I just want to relax. I want to be with you. I want to be with very very close friends. I want to chill. And then you have a certain extreme personalities who are like loners who are like, I I don't want anybody. I need me time. I want a book. I want solitude, you know. I have a brother, my older brother actually would probably lean that way. He's very personal and but you know, he, he would tell you like what he would love to do is just get alone. Alone time is just be thing. by himself, yeah. study, think, um, read. Um, and you know, so it's kind of figuring out what you want. But regardless of personality types, the truth of it is we all need people. So what we want to do today is kind of talk about um four relationships that you and I have kind of, before we flipped on these microphones and the crew showed up, um, we want to talk about like, what are those four like imperative relationships that everybody needs in their life, correct? Correct. Um, so, and if you, if you don't mind, allow me to take the liberty to use a guy in the Bible. It doesn't matter if you read the Bible, um, but it's going to help me make parallels. We're going to take this one guy, his name is Paul, and we're going to use relationships in his life to help us kind of see the relationships that we need. And here's the whole thought, if you're listening. If you don't have one of these relationships currently in your life or you're weak in one of these areas, like this is something that we have to be intentional about. Now, you don't have to be, but you're not going to live your best life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, um, it helps us. You need people. And maybe you're not at the point where you can admit that. Well, that's a journey. I don't know how many years it took me to kind of admit that, but at some point you'll come to the you'll come to the conclusion like I actually need people in my life, and you're gonna need one of these four relationships at some point Absolutely. in your life. So this guy's name is Paul. He's in the Bible, and the reason we use Paul is because he was like he was very much a leader, a mentor. Um, Paul wrote two thirds of what is the New Testament, and so. A lot of people looked up to him. He would be a spiritual father. He would be a leader. He would be an apostle. He would be like a president. You know, he's he's very much the leader guy. And this is the number one relationship right now. You know, if we're talking about four relationships, first and foremost, you need a mentor. Mm. Correct, babe? Absolutely. Um, in your mind, what's a mentor? If you were to find, like, if someone's like, okay, well, what is a mentor? Like, wh- what are some? I mean, a mentor is is there in another season. They're a season ahead of you, steps ahead of you in life, in um, wisdom, with just, I think, practically as well. Finding It doesn't necessarily have to be an age thing, but typically it's someone older. 
but someone who's in a season ahead of you that's been through some stuff that you haven't been through. I think that's a huge dis- distinction to make. A mentor can't be in the same season of life as you. Right. A mentor, by default, has been where you are and so can give you outside perspective. I think that's huge. A lot of people are like, like my best friend's my mentor. False, man. That can't actually be true because they're in the same, if they're like in the same season with you. Mentors are beyond, it's like find someone who's where you want to be in 10, 15 years, 20 years. Exactly. That's a mentor. So bosses, pastors, teachers, parents, potentially leaders, coaches, these are mentors. These are people who help us be better. They help us get better. I think, you know, um, they can offer us not only wisdom, but experience. And here's a great thing about a mentor. A mentor has perspective that you don't have. They can see your your situation from a different perspective because they're not no longer in your situation. So if we were talking, like if I was in a church service, I'd be like, you need a Paul. Um, you need mentors. Who is someone in your life that, first of all, you've given permission mm. to speak into your life? I think you that's need more key. than that's right. key. Yeah, who can actually tell you like, hey man, that's stupid. Right. <laughs> you know, like, for me, it's a small list, but if you have no one in your life who can, who can call you out. Well, anyone can call it, you stupid, right? But can but, someone say, hey man, that's dumb, and you actually like, okay, and you believe them, and you take it. You take it, And yeah. it's like, and you're like, okay, I can receive that. Who in your life have you given permission to speak into your life? These are Pauls. These are mentors. Um, I'm a bit of a, like a Paulaholic, in fact. Like, I think you should have more than one mentor. I think you should have mentors in all areas of life. I have men in my life who help me, who are great fathers, and I've kind of just, I've adopted them as mentors in my life about being a father. Husbands, communicators, businessmen. And I think in different seasons of your life, you have different mentors. You have different ones that you look to. And seek after, you know, when I had small children, I was looking at women who were raising, who had raised great kids. So, you know, and a great mentor not only um, instructs you, but they help heal you. Molly, who has been one of a mentor for me, who's not only a professional counselor, but her instruction has changed my life. Her giving me insight and then her insight has brought such healing even within my soul. It's amazing. A mentor can literally change the course of your even life. A hundred percent. And I think you have mentors that are like directly involved in your life that know what's going on. So it's hard to lie to a mentor because they're like, Hey, I see what you're doing. And then you have mentors you'll never meet. I have authors, um, people in business that I've never met, but I've, I've read their books. I've watched their their instructional videos or listen to their podcasts and all of a sudden like they're mentoring me in my life but I've actually never met them and they wouldn't know they're a mentor I think here's one of the biggest mistakes people make with mentors or Pauls is they think a mentor or a Paul we're supposed to be like best friends and that is just a total misnomer um Paul has his own friends because Paul is in a completely different season of life, right? right? So Paul's not looking to be BFFs with you. And that's when it gets weird with mentor kind of like relationships is because it's like, oh, I want to hang out with you all the time. It's like, no, 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 man. That's that's not what that relationship is for. There's a distance to it um, because there has to be because Paul has his own world and you have your own world. And that's why Paul or Paulette, <laughs> you know, if it's a woman... <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> she can speak into your situation and give you wisdom, right? Absolutely. Um, which leads us to the next relationship, which would be a a a close friend or a confidant. Um, this would be a peer, and 
in Paul's life, this was a guy named Barnabas. We'll call him Barney for short. And Paul and Barnabas were friends, and they would kind of travel and do their thing together. And then they had, you know, and they were they were like they were co equals, and they helped each other, and they kind of like. And you need that in life. So I'm not just talking about acquaintances, people that you see, you know, at the at the office, and you're like, "Yo, what's up, man? Good to see you. Yo, how's your wife? You know, that's cool. Those are great. I'm talking about close friends. Um, how do you define a close friend? A close friend, they know the good stuff, the bad and the ugly. They just and they still choose. They still choose to be your friend. They want to hang, even though they know your weaknesses. And I mean, like you're you're one of those to me. I mean, a spouse could be, a, you know, a best friend could be. It's the person that knows the darkest of your life and the best of your life. I think Barnabas's, you know, uh, friends like this are definitely spouses. 100%. Like if you're married, whether you like it or not, that is one, that's your closest friend. Totally. Like that has to be. Um, and close friends are the type of people that like can tell you like, Hey, don't go say that to Paul. Cause that's the stupidest thing. And Paul's going to look at you like you're a moron. You know what I'm saying? Like you need someone that can, can be, bounce, this person can bounce stuff yeah, off of before you, do you even go together. run and, and talk to a mentor or before you even go and do anything. Sometimes even if you have a business idea, it's like so many people have all of these genius ideas. It's like, Hey, you need to talk to someone who's going to shoot you straight. Absolutely. You're not like one of the American idol syndrome people. You know what I mean? Like you've got someone in your life who's not going to tell you, you can't sing. And you think you can sing. You know, it, you need a friend who's going to be like, yo. And it like, has to be a close friend because people who like, aren't close aren't going to do that. That might have worked when you were in yeah. middle school, but you're you're 30 freaking years old. Are you talking to anyone specifically? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And let me say this, you know, and again, like I, even as we're going on this talk, like part of me starts to cringe because this is my personality. Like, dude, relationships, honestly, come on, man. I'm good. Um, I'll never forget. We were in Romania a mission trip years and years ago. We went to this hospital and maybe you'll remember this. And they took us in the hospital where these were infants up to like, up to even like young children, even teenagers were, and they had been orphaned. It's an orphanage hospital in Romania. And we would come in with a team of interns and group of students. And all they wanted us to do, I'll never forget this, right? Mm -hmm. Was just grab these children, these little babies and hold them. That's all we did. Hold them, talk to them, Interact. Little infants. And I remember asking them, like, why? Like, what what are we doing? And the nurse explained it to us. She said, these children will die from a condition called failure to thrive. Yeah. And what she was saying, she's like, they like there's a point in every child when they're born, like they they, their body has to thrive. Like Mm -hmm. it begins to like things just start to happen. And it is directly linked. And I thought this was unbelievable. It's directly linked to human touch interaction so like we literally were in a room for about 45 minutes with one little infant you and i were and this little infant was totally non-responsive we picked it up you start holding it i started singing we were talking we're all going back and forth we were passing this baby around and within 45 minutes it started like interacting it even smiled at one point you could literally see life coming into this little baby and i remember just being blown away like my goodness like if that is not the most tangible practical Real life picture of how much we need people, mm-hmm. and there was like a two year old who who the, their body looked more like a eight month old because right. it hadn't been stimulated or loved or touched, hadn't been touched, and hadn't been spoken and it, to, and it was purely because it didn't have it didn't develop right, and they didn't have enough nurses. It was a very poor area of Romania, yeah. and there was no there were not enough people. And there was no mental health. There was no issues. It was just the fact that there was nothing. Involved so directly. why do I need a mentor? Why do I need a Paul in my life? Why do I need Barney? Why do I need close friends? Because you will fail to thrive if you don't. 
I'm like, that is a fact. You wonder why some people are struggling in life and just can't get motivated and just can't be happy. And depression is a real thing. And I'm not going to knock it. I've experienced it. I think you've experienced it in times. Like we need people. We need other people. Um, when we're at our lowest low or our highest high, helping us, encouraging us, reaching down or reaching up. I mean, in some ways, there's parts of our life it depends on it, just like those little children. Their life literally was depending upon someone coming in and holding them, and that wasn't happening on a regular basis. In the same way in relationships, if it's a mentor, even a, a relationship that's horizontal, yeah. we've got to have that interaction. So you need a Paul in your life. You need a Barnabas in your life. You need um, The third relationship, I think, is... Um, a Timothy, which is really like a protege or an apprentice. I don't know how else to say it. Paul had this guy that was in a relationship with him. His name was Timothy, and Paul called him his one true son. He didn't have any family ties to Paul, but this was someone Paul kind of took on as a son, metaphorically speaking. Mm -hmm. And here's who Timothy is in your life. This is someone that you invest into that can't give you anything back. Like life is filled of relationships like, yo, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. You help me out, I'll help you out, right? Like we all live our lives that way, whether whether you do it intentionally or not. It's like, what can you do for me? Here's what I can do for you. Timothy, this relationship in your life, you're going to help someone, you're going to pour into someone, you're going to invest in someone, you're going to speak life to someone, and they actually don't have anything to offer back. It's just you selflessly giving yourself to someone else. This relationship is so key. This makes us better people. The most obvious relationship for this is parenthood. Absolutely. I mean, that's just a given. But it's crazy, right? Isn't it crazy to think there are parents out there who actually don't do that with their kids? They don't invest into them. They don't realize the importance of you just, if it's conversations, if it's just quality time, if it's whatever it is, if it's teaching, if it's if it's getting away, if it's vacations, if it's at times correcting and bringing instruction, right? Whatever it is, we need Timothys in our lives. We need people in our lives that we we help, we bring along. Um, I love um, one of the mentors in my life, especially in the area of, I would say, ministry and probably, you know, absolutely communication is Judah Smith. Judah Smith happens to be my boss, also my good friend and my pastor. So it's, we kind of got a crazy relationship going on, right? But mm-hmm. one of the things I love about Judah is he he's lived his life this. He says, never go anywhere alone. Now, Judah is the guy who wants people around perpetually. Yeah, and I love that about him. And we're different in that respect, but I think that kind of, but I've learned this from him. He's like, don't go, don't do anything alone. Bring someone with you, man. Take someone like, along the way. And not like in not a weird way. Now you get in some church circles and like this is my spiritual son. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to vomit right now just thinking about it. Like really, you're that important. Judah doesn't perpetuate that at all. We don't perpetuate that at all. But it's like, hey man, who can you bring with you as you do life so that they could gain, learn, glean, just be better. Like if you're going somewhere, have someone roll with you. If you're taking a trip, have someone roll with you. If you're doing type, some ministry or business, like bring someone with you. Why? Pour into them. Yep. And here's the thought. Someone did it for you. Mm-hmm. I can think back in my life how many times people gave me a chance, gave me opportunities I didn't deserve, invited me to come along for some kind of trip or experience that it's like I would never have gotten on my own. And so why not, you know, I don't know if you want to say pay it forward, but return the favor. Absolutely. Invest into someone so good. Um, who can't. 
I love that. And I think you're so good. You're good at that. I practically, I, you know, between the two, we've talked about having a mentor and having, having a Paul and having um, a Timothy, what would be some practical things that you would say that people could do? I mean, other than what you just said, bring people along the journey. Brilliant. Like I, I, I kind of like, okay, what are some things that I could do to be better at reaching out to people in my world who could be a potential Timothy? I love it. Thank you so much. So, and I'm going to say, cause you said Paul and Timothy, and I think there's something to say. First of all, if you need a Paul, that's on you. Paul, mentors aren't walking around like, who can I mentor? Who can? Mm-hmm. And if they are, they're kind of weird. So and you're if it's on to, me, then what does you're that gonna, look you like? You have to initiate. Go find someone. Like, I mean, babe, you're so great at this. I know you're asking this question so we can answer. But go find, like if it's business, go find someone you admire in business. And maybe you can't meet Joanna Gaines, but you can find the local girl who runs the, the coffee shop down the road. Like, hey, can I buy you lunch? Can I just pick your brain? Go to that pastor or that coach or that teacher. And like, hey, can I just sit down with you? Can I get 10 minutes of your time? Hey, can I buy you dinner? Hey, can I get yourself in their world? And glean from them. They're so not, and good. you have to be consistent on that. And then when right. it comes to Timothy's, when it comes to people and can that... Can I just say, if yeah. you get turned down the first time, don't let that be the only time. Dear Lord. Just keep asking. And, if and, and you get what you go for. And if there's someone who just is not interested in right. mentoring you, Move. find someone else. Yep. Move on. <laughs> like, and, right? And I think that that is so critical. And I think the older you get, the harder it is to keep that mindset. I think when you're younger, it's it's more of a natural tendency for them to find coaches or mentors. Or, But I think the older you're getting now, pushing 40, both of us, it's like, I got to deliberately think, okay, who in my life is like my mentors? Who am I asking questions to? Where where am I spending my energy with? And it's such a good reminder for me because I think I go through um, ebbs and flows and seasons of doing good and not doing so good in this area. But other than going after, what would be something how to maintain? that mentorship if you're the one being mentored by the Paul yeah consistency and I think if you're talking with a Paul a mentor like you're on their schedule so that's really you're on their schedule so if they're like hey can we meet like move heaven and earth to meet with Paul now if you want Paul to get on your schedule it's probably not going to stay very long because Paul's (laughs) like listen I love you I'm for you I got a life but if you're like Paul I'll flip my schedule around so that I can be where you are that is natural. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not very teachable and you're not really looking for mentorship. And I'll go to this with the Timothy thing because I think, you know, how do we get people that we can invest into? I think it's as simple as this. First of all, don't be, in, don't be intimidated about other people being better than you. That's I think true. one of the reasons people don't have people that want to follow them or be led by them is because they're insecure. You can tell real quick if someone's like, yo, I want to help you be the best you can be. And I'm not afraid to put you on my shoulders and launch you into the stratosphere. People want to be around that kind of leader. And so you will have Timothy's in your life if you're that person. Like, I'm going to help you get to where you're and going. And when they get better than you? You love it. Oh my gosh. Like if my like if sons, and my sons are already doing this, and my sons and my daughter go well beyond me, which they already are in so many ways, like I am literally thrilled out of my mind. And that's because they're my kids and I love them. If yes. you can do that with other people. That are not even Celebrate them. Yes. They're better at you now? Room. They're better than you? The student has surpassed the teacher? That's an awesome and moment. I think that's how you grow and you get old and you get better with age is if you can do that. If the yeah. Timothy surpass you and, the, and you allow them to be big people and you don't get insecure by that. And then the fourth relationship, which you won't have to go looking for, and I think this is the hardest one, is is someone you need to learn to forgive. Um, Paul had this guy in his life. His name was John Mark, and he betrayed Paul. And actually, it was a, it was a trip that Barnabas and Paul, close friends, were going on, and John Mark kind of bailed on him. He abandoned at the last minute, and then the next trip, they were going again, and Barnabas is like, we're bringing John Mark, and Paul's like, no way, man. That dude failed. Like, 
dude left us high and dry. I'm not doing it with him. Mm-hmm. And Barnabas was like, yeah, John Mark's with me. And Paul's like, well, if you're with John Mark, we're splitting up. And actually, in Scripture, you see that Paul and Barnabas parted ways. They parted ways um, because John Mark had so backstabbed, I guess you could use the word betrayed Paul. Paul wanted nothing more to do with this guy. Now, this relationship, you're like, I need this relationship? Let me explain. First of all, you don't have to go look for this relationship. Unfortunately, this relationship will find you. And this is when someone betrays you, backstabs you, you, hurts you. um, Lies to you. Betrays your trust. And you say, why in God's name do I need that? Because you and I need to learn how to forgive people. Mm. We need to learn when they don't deserve it, how to forgive them. And then I'll even go as far as say, and restore um, towards the end of his life, Paul writes in his one of his last letters in Scripture, he says, send John Mark to me. He's good for me and the work that we're doing. And essentially, we don't know what happened. There's this unspoken, but apparently somewhere the years between when Mark John Mark betrayed Paul and when, before Paul died, he had somehow forgiven John Mark and reconciled with him. And I think John Mark, the John Marks in our life are not going to always agree with us. And I think that's good. I think, yeah. you know, and maybe in this story too, there were times when John Mark didn't agree with Paul or they didn't have an agreeable relationship. And I think that's really good for relationships is that you have someone in your life that doesn't always see it the way you see it, that actually challenges you, that actually causes, you know, a sense of a rub and a, a conflict in the relationship because they don't. And I think it adds, it adds value in all causes you to grow in your relationship. Yeah. God help us with that one, right? I love this. And I think this has been very kind of like relationships on a personal side. And in our next podcast, if you tune in next week, we're going to talk about relationships more on the professional side. And I'm excited about that too, because I think there's a lot to be said there. But uh, this was kind of fun, babe. Thanks for everything you said. And And thanks for listening in. Thanks to all who have uh, been listening. And you can always leave a review or, you know, give us one of those little stars. And thank you for tuning in. Yo. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.